it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with CP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined once again by Ben Gorwitz on this fine Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Ben, you ready to talk about some NBA today? Yeah, man, let's do it. Guys, we got me and Ben are recording these back to back. We'll probably release part one tonight. Part two will be probably on Monday because the NBA season skips off on Tuesday. Um, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get down to. We're going to do as we usually do rank the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference one through 15. Um, on this part one here, we're going to give you all our who's going to win what award for the season. And then on part two, we will give you all who we have winning the NBA championship. So got lots of good stuff on here. I've released all my NBA futures on Twitter as well. Um, actually, there's one I have not released yet that will be on Western Conference podcast, which will be on part two. I'll probably post a video for it on Monday as well to hype it up a little bit. It is the biggest future bet I've ever made in my entire life, but I'm that confident in it. Anyway, Ben, let's start things off with the Eastern Conference. Um, we are, we're going to try to get through these teams that are going to be at the bottom pretty quick because not a lot needs to be said on them. Last year, we did this with the Knicks. Hopefully, we don't eat our words this year. Um, this time, we'll start out, though, with the number 15 team here, and that is the Orlando Magic. Um, look, Ben, do you have the Magic at 15 as well? 14. 14? Okay, so... Look, I'm just going to say this, guys. I think this is easily the worst team in the entire NBA. The Magic still have about 18 different centers. They want to see what they can get out of Mo Bamba. They've got Wendell Carter Jr. in a trade. They have Jonathan Isaac coming back from injury. They have Chuma Okiki. Um, they have another center I'm, I can't even think of who's a scrub. So, I mean, they pretty much just have all big men. So, I think the biggest thing for the Magic is figure out which big men are actually part of your long-term plan. And if Mo Bamba can actually do anything, then the second part is – you got to get Cole Anthony, and obviously Jalen Suggs is a freaking beast. I mean, I love Jalen Suggs. I think he's one of the best young – I think he might be the best player out of this draft class when it's all said and done. At the same time, though, I want to see them get Cole Anthony comfortable in a six-man role because I don't think he can play at the same time as Suggs. But also, too, I want to see what R.J. Hampton's got in the tank. R.J. Hampton apparently grew this offseason. Me and Ben both said on our draft podcast last year, if he didn't play overseas, he probably would have gone even higher than he did in the draft. RJ Hampton's a beast. So if anything for the magic, it's figure out which guys are part of your long-term process and go ahead and take it out, man. Y'all are going to be picking number one. Hopefully if the ping pong balls fall your way, Ben, anything different from you with this team? No, not much dad. They're developmental. See what they have go from there. I don't think they're going to be rebuilding for very, very long. I think if Bamba turns out, then you got Cole Anthony Suggs, Bamba and Isaac. And you, and you go from there with those four guys. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, I personally don't think Bomba is going to pan out. I think Jonathan Isaac and Wendell Carter will be the permanent solutions at those positions. I think Okiki, though, could end up being good, too. He was playing kind of decent at the end of the year. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It could be a little fun with Orlando. Next team up here at 14, I have the Pistons. Ben, you want to tell me why you think the Pistons will be worse than the Magic? <laughs> I mean, what have they ever shown as a franchise since the early 2000s days? I you know, they got Cade Cunningham. He's obviously going to be the leader. The ball is going to be in his hands 24 um, 7. They had Pistons were the team that had two rookies on the, on one of like the all rookie teams, I think. So I just, I just don't think they're ready. Uh, I, there's a lot of growth that needs to be with this team. I think at least the Magic for me have some players who have been in the NBA for a little while. I know Isaac's been hurt. Um, it's just there's no experience really on the Pistons team. I could not even tell you who their NBA who their head coaches. Um, so I have them 15 and they're not making the playoffs. 
Call me crazy. I think this team will be terrible. Don't get me wrong, but I think they'll be f- a little fun to watch. So I Who's think their so coach, their coach. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that one. If you want to look that one up real quick while I talk, um, but this, this Pistons team, I mean, they have some fun, young, decent pieces. Like I like Sadiq Bay in the long term. He still needs some developing, obviously. Um, Killian Hayes, I want to see what he's actually worth. They used a pretty high lottery pick on him. Obviously, Cade Cunningham is going to be a monster, man. Just keep him healthy, keep him happy, get him another running mate. I mean, I kind of like some of the ads on this team and some of the guys they brought back. Like, I like the fact they added Kelly Olenek. I love Isaiah Stewart. I really think Isaiah Stewart's going to be one of those, one of the next best young centers in the league. He just needs a little bit more time. But uh, ultimately, I mean, Jeremy Grant's still there. Jeremy Grant's probably going to jack up a ton of shots. So I wouldn't be surprised by it. But Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and Isaiah Stewart is a nice young you know, core. Let's see what they can add to that. I think the Pistons, though, will be a more fun team to watch than the Magic. Honestly, I think the Magic might be the most least appealing team to watch in the whole NBA to, a to the I to watch play. So, Dwayne Casey, the former Raptors coach. That is right. I forgot about that one. I mean, it's pretty hard to remember that one. I can't, can't say that I watched too many Pistons games besides when they played the Hawks three times in the regular season. So, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move now to the number 13 team here, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so, Ben and I, obviously – we're big Colin Sexton fans. Um, ben, I assume you have the Cavaliers at 13 as well? I do. So the biggest thing for me with the Cavs of the roster is, one, can they get anything back for Kevin Love? I feel like they can't, and they're just going to leave him there. I wouldn't even be shocked to see Kevin Love play under 20 games this season. I really don't think Kevin Love wants to be there or play, but at the same time, I think he's perfectly dissatisfied collecting his $31 million and doing absolutely freaking nothing. He'll come sit on the bench and shut his mouth every single time. Um I want to see what they can actually do with their young talent. Like I like Isaac Okoro. Uh, I think he needs more development though. I like um, Darius Garland, Darius Garland. You know, he's one of those guys that all the guys who are like actually good in the NBA say is going to be good breakthrough. I want to see that though. Like I, we didn't get to watch him really in college because he was hurt the whole time. I want to see something there. I actually think they have a good young core. Like I think Sexton, Okoro, and Garland is like a solid three right there. And then you add in there Mobley, who was their first overall pick, and Jared Allen. I mean, I think that team's kind of sick. Laurie Markanian off the bench, Seti Oseman. They're just really, really young. They're going to get a beat up on. They haven't figured out how to play defense yet. That's why I have them here at 13th. But, look, this team needs to just figure it out and what they want to do. Yeah, I think Kevin Love even, like, opted in to his player contract. So I mean, he's not going to be going anywhere. It's a tough guy to trade because of his money. Um, I mean, the Cavs are, they're kind of like the Pistons since LeBron hasn't been there. They have shown nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have like, they do have young talent. Now let's see if they can actually do something with it, you know? So be interesting to see what happens here with this Cavs team. Now, here when we're at 12, I'm going to go ahead and say this, the Eastern Conference. There is very high variance here from about 12 to 7. I see so many different ways that 12 to 7 could finish in the reverse order of each other or in the exact same order. As my number 12 team here, I have the Washington Wizards. Ben, who do you have? Washington Wizards. I think 12 through like 6 or 5 is honestly in that category. Well, you know, I still feel like Philly and I feel like Philly, the Heat, the Hawks, um, the Bulls, the uh, the Nets and the Bucks. I feel like all those teams are at least head and shoulders above these other teams just because I feel like they have like either a lot more star power or they've just been able to do it. But Ben, you want to tell me about why you have the Wizards right here? Brad Beal doesn't have much help. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I think 
they're another team. They're just they're trying to develop these young guys, and they're fortunate enough to have a, a you know a star like Bradley Beal, who is loyal and he wants to stay. He wants to do it the right way in Washington. It's just it's taking so long, and I don't see it getting any better. I mean, you know, the Israeli shooter, uh, sharpshooter from the outside last year was – I thought he played pretty well. Um, but he got hurt, and he didn't finish the year. They still have Ish Smith. I, I, I mean, I couldn't even tell you their full roster. That's that's how, like, little I care about these non-playoff teams. Um, but I like watching Bradley Beal play. I think he's a stud. And props to him for staying loyal even – I mean, you know, he's making good money in Washington, so good for him. Other than Bradley Beal, they they don't have anything that really pleases me in terms of a potential playoff team. Yeah, so I like the fact – look, I think this is actually a better roster than they had last year, even though they had Westbrook. I just think the East has gotten a little bit better top to bottom once again. Look, I think Beal's a beast. He's going to be able to score the ball. Like you said, I think Denny Adiva, like I want to see a little bit more out of his maturity. I want to see Davis Bertans do something besides jack up 53s. I want to see him add something to his game. They're going to get Thomas Bryant back this season. Daniel Gafford showed young I like, signs. I like Thomas Bryant. I like Thomas Bryant. Yeah, he's definitely a body down low. I like Gafford a lot. I feel like he could really have another good season to build off what he did last year. I think bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie's good for the culture because he's a guy who actually wants to be there and you have him locked up. You know, you get Kuzma and Montrez Harrell over in that trade. You also draft Corey Kispert. Rui Hachimura now is in his third year. Hachimura is a guy who's been compared to Giannis. You know, he started playing basketball when he's like 12 years old. This kid's still very raw. He has a lot of, you know, like a lot of these guys, a lot of the players who played against him, they said they really like his defensive potential. Let's see if he can put something together. I think they have good young talent. I just don't think it's going to be enough. It's Beal surrounded by and Dinwiddie. I mean, Dinwiddie is like a B minus player, you know, if he's healthy. Yeah, like in, as we like to say in 2K ways of thinking about things, he's like a he's like an 83 on 2K, you know, as your second best player. I don't know if that's going to be enough, but they have a lot of these young guys that you're going to stack up with them here. I just want to see the Wizards take another step forward. Ultimately, I think they'll miss that playing game by one or two games. It's going to be damn tight to get in there. I I would if if their season's not going the way they expect, if they're not competing for a potential playoff spot, I would try and I know his contract's a little high, but I would try and trade Bertans and give more minutes to Kispert. I think Kispert can be really good. Yeah, I want to see what Kispert can do. I mean, if Kispert can catch and shoot off the ball, you could put park him and Bertans in the wings, have Beal and uh and Dinwiddie up top, you know, and then throw Harold Gafford or Thomas Bryant down low. That's actually not bad at all. So yeah, I want to see how Kispert can come along. I am a little scared and, though with seeing how he looked against Baylor. And I I'm really interested to see Kuzma because I think he could be. I'm not saying he's as good of a player as Brandon Ingram, but he could be the player that steps out of the LA shadow and does actually play well. I, you know, he's easy to make fun of, especially when he's rocking a different hair color every two games. Yeah. But he's he takes a lot of shit, and he's not that bad of a player. I mean, LeBron wouldn't pass you the ball if he didn't think you could do something with it. So, I mean, it's just he gets a lot of a lot of unfair shake, just like Julius Randle got. D'Angelo Russell got it bad in L.A. And oh, then yeah. He went elsewhere and was very good. So, uh, um, you know, I'm excited for Kuzma to get a – New city, new new chance, and uh, kind of a fresh start here. Yeah, absolutely. And also, too, Kuz, you know, he always had to play out of position because Davis and LeBron both want to play the four. Well, Kuz is best set at the four, too. So it will be interesting to see him kind of try to come to his own here with another shot with the Wizards. So we'll see you what happens. got to get the confidence up. No, I agree with you completely. And trust me, playing in Washington, he's going to have plenty of opportunity to shoot the ball, especially <laughs> when Beal's on the bench. So be interesting to see how Kuzma pans out there. Number 11 team I have is that this, in my opinion, is the most high variance team in the entire NBA. That is the Toronto Raptors. Ben, who do you have? 
I also have the Raptors. Perfect. So Ben and I are aligned once again. I promise y'all we did not go over these before. Look, the Raptors, this was a team, they finally let Kyle Lowry walk away in free agency. A guy had been there for a long time. This was a team that was, I guess, two years removed from winning an NBA championship. And I'm going to a game seven with the Celtics that would have put them into an NBA conference finals. Last year, they missed the playoffs and they drafted my boy from Florida State, um, my Scotty, Bar- Scotty Barnes. Yeah, that is my boy I'm, since I'm a Noel. Um, anyway, Scotty Barnes, I think, is going to be a damn good player. He's one of those guys who can guard all five positions. He's a big difference maker. Look, he's not, unlike Ben Simmons, even though he can't shoot, he's not scared to shoot the ball. He will shoot the ball. He's a natural-born leader out on the court, although I still think he's probably like two years away from being ready to be like a big-time player in the NBA. I think he didn't need to bring him along. Look, this team can go in two directions. There's one direction where this team is a nasty, freakish defensive team. OG Ananobi's a freak on the wing playing defense. Gary Trent Jr. can play defense. Fred Van Vliet can play defense. Um, There's also another version of this team that is the 11th team in the league, which is where we have them at. Look, they don't really have, besides Goran Dragic, another point guard on their roster. Van Vliet's kind of like an in-between shooting guard, point guard guy. Also don't know how long Dragic will be there. Um, They don't really have anything at the center either. I do like Chris Boucher, but I don't think he's your ultimate um, guy there at the center. So this team, you know, they have a lot of nice young pieces. Ultimately, I think the Raptors are going to tank it out one time, let Masai Ujiri go through the draft one more time, add one more great player in there, and then this team will be ready to rock. Only thing I'll add is I want to call him my boy as well. I was all over him as my favorite player in college basketball. I think he, that is right. I agree he needs a couple years to develop, but but I think he's an immediate impact player on the defensive end. I just don't I don't know where this team's going to get their points from. How many points are we expecting Fred VanVleet to score? Like exactly, he's he's, he's not scoring twenty two a game. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Um, so that's why I kind of have them low. Great coach, uh, you know, obviously a good organization with um, what's the general manager's name. Um, I saw you, Jerry. He stayed. There was rumors of him maybe going elsewhere, maybe them wanting to go elsewhere. He stayed. The coach is still there. So uh, there's a lot of familiarity with how they want to play. And I think it's going to be done on the defensive end. I just I have him low because I don't think they're going to be able to score. Yeah, also Nick Nurse, in my opinion, is top three coach in the NBA, if not the best. And Pascal Siakam will be out for at least a month, possibly two months with shoulder surgery. So that'll set them back a little bit. But yeah, like you said, I mean, outside of Gary Trent, he is, but at the same time, I think his game's still coming along. So, I mean, we'll definitely... He's another one. He started basketball late as well, I believe. Yep, he's another one of those guys. So... There is a world where this Raptors team is finishes seventh in the East. There's also the world that seems more likely where they finish 11th. So anyway, next team I have up here is the Indiana Pacers at 10. Ben, who do you have at 10? Hornets. The Hornets. Okay. Um, you know what? I have the Hornets. Let's see. I have the Hornets quite a few spots higher. Let's just go ahead and knock them out back to back. Where do you have the Pacers at on yours? I got the Pacers high. I got the Pacers sixth. Okay. How about this? Tell me why you like the Pacers out. But I have so I haven't. Well, I have what? an asterisk by the Pacers because if they end up trading Michael Brogdon, then I don't like them as much. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'll, well, let's just talk about so, the Pacers but, real quick. I mean, for me, it's. Uh, go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. yeah go. So, I mean, I think Sabonis is established. Sabonis is established at this point as a really good big man. He's been an all-star a couple of times. Brogdon finally being healthy. He was a little banged up last year. 
and their wings. You know, TJ Warren should be uh, healthy at some point this year. Mm-hmm. I just, it's they're coming together. I still don't love that they play the two big men at the same time. I agree, but that's that's something that I ha- I have to get over because they've been somewhat successful at it, and not really in the playoffs. But I, I I just think Sabonis is better off on his own. He's he needs to get a little bit better on the defensive end, but offensively he is so talented, great footwork, and I think a guy like Sabonis can lead a team to have a really successful regular season as long as you have a good number twos behind you. And TJ Warren and Michael Brogdon fit that category for me. Yeah, actually, I love Malcolm Brogdon's game. I like TJ Warren's a lot, too. Like you said, though, he's going to be reevaluated within three weeks for his foot. Um, Karis LeVert had a back injury that set him back. If LeVert was 100% ready to go, I'd like this team's outlook a little bit more. Look, Sabonis is an absolute animal. Last year when everybody was out, he single-handedly carried this team to the playoffs. He carried them to get to that second elimination game after beating the Hornets in the first one in the play-ins. This guy is a monster. He was, all, he was putting up triple doubles every single night. Look, I think he's a guy whose player props you need to look at. He's a guy, if you play fantasy basketball, to look at drafting high. Like, I'm talking, like, second-round pick. This dude is an animal. Um, he won his, the skills challenge, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And like his dad too pl- was is one of those like legendary players as well. So I can't think of his dad's name, his same last name, Sabonis. We'll have, I'll look him up later. But anyway, Demontis, Demontis Sabonis. Uh, no, I don't think they have the same name because that's because that's Demontis because that's the one that plays for the Pacers' first name. But anyway. I think losing – I actually call me crazy. I think losing Doug McDermott will hurt this team because I actually thought Doug, Doug McDermott was lethal shooting threes last year. I thought he really came into his own. But at the same time, from everything I heard, is that their coach last year – I can't think of his name, but he was the Raptors guy. I heard terrible things. I heard the entire locker room hated him. They fought with him all the time. He's out of there now. Now they have Rick Carlisle in their coaching. Honestly, the only reason why I put them in here at the 10 spot is because I believe in Rick Carlisle, but I kind of wanted to put the Wizards over him or the Raptors, but at the same time, Rick Carlisle, I feel like he's going to figure things out. He loves to do that dribble drive. I expect Brogdon to have a very productive season, and we'll see if Chris Duarte can be what we think Chris Duarte is going to be. Um the team that Ben had here at number 10, I'll tell y'all why I have him higher than the Pacers. I actually have him in here at the eight seed and I have him making the playoffs. So I'll just go over it real quick. The seven seed, the eight seed, the nine seed, and the 10 seed all play the play in games. So the nine seed plays the 10 seed, the eight seed plays the seven, the winner of those games. So if the seven seed went, so whoever wins between the eight and the seven is the seven seed. Whoever wins between the nine and the 10 seed plays the, whoever the eight, whoever loses that first play in game for the eight seed. So I have the Hornets here. They'll probably at the eight spot because they're going to have to win a play in game. Obviously Ben had them out of there. Look, I was all over the Hornets last year as being a playoff team. I feel the same way about them this year. This team was as high as fourth in the Eastern Conference before they had all the injuries. And I actually think they made the right moves to make this team better. Now, they did lose Malik Monk. They did lose Cody Zeller. They did lose um, uh, Devontae Graham to New Orleans. But I don't really think losing any of those guys matters that much. James Booknight will be that bench scorer for them. Gordon Hayward should be back healthy. Might miss a little bit at the start of the season. But I think LaMelo Ball is that dude. Like, I think LaMelo Ball is going to be a superstar in this league. I think he's going to be a top 10 player in this league. I look for him to take the next step in his maturity to fill in nice with Gordon Hayward. I think Gordon Hayward would be a nasty punch. Mason Plumlee is a guy who likes to get active on the boards. I think he brings a lot to the table for them because, you know, now you don't have Cody Zeller who's injured every other night. You don't have have a Bismack Biombe who can't do anything besides grab some rebounds and take up space. So 
I think if anything, this team's better already. And then you add that PJ Washington, Miles Bridges going in their third and fourth year. These guys are playing for a new contract. They got Kelly Oubre on a short-term deal. I think this team's still surprisingly deep. Oh, and I forgot Terry Rozier. So, I mean, this team's surprisingly deep, and they have scores across the board. I think this Hornets team's going to be really, really good. And I think seven or eight spot is very realistic for them. I, I like the team. I love LaMelo. Um, I, I just think it's a product. Uh, why I have them so low is a product of the East being really loaded. It's nothing really against them. I just think the competition is really, really high. And a lot of the teams I have above them have more experience than they do. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. This team's still young, but I think it's time, you know, that we call on some of these young guys to step up. So, you know, I definitely I can definitely excited. agree with you on that. They're they're like you said, they're one of these high variance teams. They could lose two games and end up in that 10 spot where you got them at. And they have they they have an incredible announcer. Oh yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, he gets so hyped up for LaMelo Ball. Like that's what makes the LaMelo hype even better, I feel like, is the announcer. Anyway, number nine here. I have the team that everyone thought was going to was gonna get out of the first round. Instead, they almost got swept. The New York Knicks. Are you in agreement with me, Ben? Oh, I love it. I love it. Ben and I both agree in here. Ben, you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, I think that I give the Knicks a little bit more credit than you ever did. But um, I like that they brought Derrick Rose back. I think he's an important piece for them. I uh, might actually bring his name up a little bit later when we talk about the awards. Same. Uh, also, shout out to him. He just got engaged or er, yeah, he got engaged at Madison Square Garden, so shout out to him. That's awesome. Um, listen, this team, we know that they can play great defense in the regular season. Tom Thibodeau, it's a staple of his. The Knicks were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA last year. I just think it's a product of bringing everyone back another year into Tibbs. I think R.J. Barrett explodes this year. I think he has the best year of his career. Okay. Um, to kind of go with the one-two punch with him and Julius Randle, they're a good regular season team. There's nothing more any dad on that. Yeah, so I agree with you. This is going to be a good regular season team. I almost didn't like putting them at nine because it's more of like I don't think they're a playoff threat, but at the same time, I just don't know if they can get in there in that play-in game. I feel like that's a tough spot for him. R.J. Barrett should definitely step into his own. That's really who I want to see step up. Evan Foynier coming in as a shooter here, that's a big add for them to get an extra shooter in there. All that being said, outside of those guys, like I like Derrick Rose. He's probably they brought like, Noel back. Yeah, they did bring Noel back. Rose, and Mitchell probably, Robinson's like, healthy. Exactly. Yeah. So they get their two big guys back on defense who are going to be healthy for them again. Look, I think Julius Randle regresses, though, and that's going to be the biggest problem for them. A lot of these teams didn't even think Julius Randle could shoot the three-point ball. Down the stretch of the season, he got a lot worse, and he got ex completely exposed in the playoffs. I expect a lot of teams to use that exact same thing against him. That's really my main reason for fading them here, because Julius Randle in the regular season, I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, he played at an MVP level in the regular season. I just don't think he can do that twice in a row, especially being exposed the way he was. But also, too, I mean, what the hell are they going to do with Kimball Walker? Kimball Walker cannot guard a soul on defense. Kimball Walker, look, he he finally got proven the player he is when he was in Boston. He's a guy who's going to shoot the ball 20 times. Some nights he's going to go four for 20, and you're going to be like, how is this guy in the NBA? Some nights he's going to go he's going to go 17 for 20, and you're going to be like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. But at the it's same time, he's gonna, might make him play defense. Yeah, but I was about to say, at the same time, though, he's going to give up 30 on defense. I just don't think he can play defense anymore with his knees and everything and how small he is. Like, even in college, he's never much of a defender. I think that is going to be a weak link that's really going to hurt this Knicks defense when he's out there on the floor. I think I think we got the Knicks pegged perfectly here. Um, Next team up, okay, so at eight spot, I had the Hornets. You had the – actually, you had, wait, you had the Pacers at six, right? So who do you have at eight? 
The Bulls, the new look Bulls. Okay, I actually have the new look Bulls all the way up at four. So you want me to tell y'all why I think they can be four? Go for it. Okay, so the Bulls, I don't really buy much into the preseason, but one thing I will buy into is teams playing at a much faster pace. The Bulls have seemed to play at a much, much faster pace. I also think this Bulls team in the Eastern Conference, like, look, I don't know how well that DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine can play together, but I think this Bulls team's going to play hard. They're going to play defense. I love Vucevic. I love Lonzo Ball. I even like the fact they add Caruso to this roster. The other thing I don't really like that much is Patrick Williams is going to be out for a little bit of time. They got Kobe White here off the bench. I just feel like this Bulls team's going to play smart. They're going to play hard. They're going to be able to get buckets when they need them. Um, I just think that this team, you know – I think I think they have a great starting lineup. I think they might have one of the best starting lineups in the NBA. Zach Levine also, too, he's playing for a contract, and he did not choose to re-sign his extension with the Bulls. So he's going to be a free agent. It's contract year for Zach Levine. I just think this Bulls team can put up a ton of points. I think they're definitely a playoff team. They're definitely a high-variance playoff team. I just think they're going to take the regular season a lot more seriously than these other teams do, and they're really, really going to try hard to have a good year. I got the Bulls coming in here at four. only reason I have them lower is – I. I think I know why they wanted a player like DeMar DeRozan. You know, he's he's been on winning culture teams, this and that. I, but I didn't like the signing really at all. I, I don't think this team needs him personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe because Patrick Williams is, is hurt for a little while. But, I mean, you don't – like, DeMar is a better player than Patrick Williams. He's been late for two years. So, I, I just don't understand – uh, the DeMar signing, and then nothing against Billy Donovan, but I don't know if he can actually coach a winning team without a player like Kevin Durant. I mean, like, Paul. yeah, I mean, wait, was he the Thunder coach when Chris Paul was there? Yeah, he was He was there through Durant and Chris Paul. Okay, so then I'll take that back since he coached that team. But Chris Paul was there. I, I just, I don't know, the East is stacked. I think they're good, but I don't think they're great by any means, you know. There's a team I actually have ahead of them, who I know you hate, but mm-hmm. they're actually my team next. But uh, I, I mean, the Bulls could go anywhere between four and eight, in my opinion. I just have them on the low end because, you know, I like Lonzo Ball. I've, I've liked him since his UCLA days. His jump shot looks a lot better now. Credit to him for actually working hard and, and changing his jump shot. A lot of teams, the Lakers and Pelicans, changed his jump shot for him, and he's putting the work for it. It looks a lot better now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just think the Bulls are the are the regular season tryhards. You know, I think they're going to be the regular season tryhards well, this year. They and, get exposed Billy, in the playoffs. Billy Donovan gets the teams to play hard for sure. Um, yeah, I just the East is so competitive that, like you said earlier, I mean these spots are really up for grabs. No, they definitely are. Plus, I mean, one th- honestly, when you look at DeRozan's numbers from last year, he actually had an insane year. His assists and, and ball movement was up a ton. His usage rate was up a ton. His efficiency was up a ton. He actually shot the best percentage in the league in the mid-range. So I feel like DeRozan's actually figured out a way to make his brain of basketball work. I think they'll be, like I said, great regular season team. I don't think they'll do shit in the playoffs. Um, you had them, what, what number at, at eight? Yeah. Okay, I had them at four. Um, let's do our seven team here. Who do you have at seven? Boston Celtics. Same here. Um, this I'll is the team I was just talking one. about. This is the team I was just talking about that I could have flipped seven and eight. I just outside of Tatum, I, I don't really love this roster. Uh, I don't really know the thinking that Brad Stevens, who used to be the head coach, is now the general manager. What mm-hmm. kind of like picture is he seeing I, 
it's not one that I'm on the same page on. Um, I think Jalen Brown's a good player. I don't know if he's good enough to be a two on a team that could do a serious damage. Um, I don't mean that as an insult to him. I just, I think he's pretty good defensive player. I don't know if he's good enough to shut down someone's best player. I think he's a good offensive scorer, but I don't think he's a great shooter yet. I, I think he's still growing while Tatum is. Tatum's unbelievable and one of my favorite guys to play that watch play basketball. Footwork's insane in the paint on the three-point line. He can really get to any point he wants to and make a bucket from anywhere on the floor. He's just he's like a taller Devin Booker. Like that's him and Devin Booker play very similar 100%. games. They both have the same mentor, Kobe Bryant. Um, so that makes sense. I just like this roster. I mean, you know, I think Peyton Pritchard's a solid guy. He's kind of like the Caruso the Lakers had. He's a guy that's going to play hard. He'll make the plays as much as he can. Mm-hmm. I still don't think this team has very good big men. They brought back Al Horford, if I'm not mistaken. They did? I don't understand that at all. I think his contract sucks. I think he's slow for today's NBA. I just – I don't think Tatum has a ton of help, or Tatum and Brown have a ton of help. Um, Marcus Smart seemed to regress a little bit last season. Uh, he was battling injuries. I still like Marcus Smart, so – I just I don't see much with this team in a competitive East other than out. I think Tatum's a stud though. Yeah, see, when I look at this team and compare them to the team last year, I feel like their biggest upgrade is bringing in Dennis Schroeder and getting rid of Kimball Walker. Don't get me wrong. I'm not about to sit here and say Dennis Schroeder's a beast or anything, but Dennis Schroeder, you know, he's still got something to play for. He wants that massive contract. He's playing here on a small deal. I still think Schroeder's a good point guard. I don't know if he's exact if he's worth for the money he thought he was worth, but I think Schroeder definitely has a little something to prove here. I think he will be better for this team. I think Josh Richardson's a nice swing man piece to add in here for their defense. Him and Jalen Brown is kind of locked down defense and you put Tatum in at the four. And I honestly like the time Lord Rob Williams coming in here to play five for them. I think he does a lot of good things. He's a better center for today's NBA with how mobile he is. You just got to stay healthy, man. He gets hurt all the freaking time. Yeah, I honestly think he's going to start and Horford will come off the bench. Or even if he doesn't, it'll be one of those things where he's the sixth man, you know, and he's playing them more minutes than Horford does. So I definitely like that. I love that Montrezl Harrell comparison you made. I think Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum is a damn good, good combo. I mean, when you actually sit down and think about it, out of all the young duos in the league that are under 25, they're easily in the top five. Jalen Brown can still get a little bit better, but I do agree with you. I don't know if he can be your number one on a championship or your number two on a championship team. I actually definitely don't think he'd be your number two on a championship team. Still think they're a solid young squad, though. I think the Celtics get in the playoffs just off the fact that I think Jason Tatum is borderline top 10 player in the NBA if he doesn't make it official that he's definitely in the top 10 this year. Like, I think Jason Tatum will have – if I had to pick someone to have the biggest scoring output in the regular season game this season, I would either pick Jason Tatum or Steph Curry or Luke. I kind of, I kind of forgot they added, um, Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. To, yeah. To this team. I, I, you know, yeah, he's clearly not worth the money he thought he was because he would have mm-hmm. gotten a contract, but it's a nice little prove it year. And you know, worst places to be than Boston in a prove it year. Oh, yeah. Also, too, Marcus Smart, you know, good defense. I think Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard will play a decent role on this team as well. I actually kind of like Neesmith. I thought he's really good at Vandy before he got hurt. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think they have a decent – I think they have good enough a roster to slip into the playoffs here. I mean, it's the Boston Celtics, you know, but they're definitely going to be in one of those play-in spots. So, I don't think they can go higher than seven. So, now we are into the into the top six teams in the Eastern Conference. I already said I had the Bulls at four. I don't think we revealed any of Ben's top six besides the Pacers, which he Pacers. had at number six. 
At number six, Ben, I actually have the Philadelphia 76ers, and I put them in there before Ben Simmons returned at this spot. I might maybe want to bump them one slot higher, but it could also be for my hatred of the team that I have in front of them that I want to be so down on them. But I still think this Pacers team's damn good. You know, they won a lot of regular season games without having uh, Joel Embiid in the lineup. Some Ben Simmons got hurt a little bit in the regular season as well last year. Andre Drummond, don't get me wrong. Some people might look at it and say he's not the, that he sucks at free throws. He's not good at this, that, and the other. I actually think Andre Drummond's a good fit for this team because that way Embiid can actually miss regular season games and you don't have to like refigure out the way you run your team. You know, he's the perfect fill in guy for a guy like Embiid. Obviously, you can't pop out and do things you can on the wing, but the way he plays in the paint, you definitely can use him in that way. Um, They'll figure out ways to have guards do stuff for him while Simmons is not in there. I don't know if Simmons will play to start the season off. I think Tyrese Maxey will have a big second year. I think Furkan Korkmaz will be draining threes. Shake Milton will play well. But regardless, look, their head coach, Doc Rivers, is the regular season genius. Seth, Seth Curry is going to be popping threes like it's nobody's business. They still have Tobias Harris on this team, who I think a lot of us, even myself, forget about sometime. Doc Rivers is the regular season coach. He will coach this team to a top, top six record. It is pretty much impossible to go into Philadelphia and win a regular season game. It is very damn hard to go in there and win. I think that alone will help them get a top six seed, but... The same time, though, I don't think they're much of a playoff threat at all. I think it'll be similar to last year, if not worse, because, you know, this time they're around, they're not going to have that home court. I disagree a little bit. I actually have the 76ers at number three. Uh, okay. For, honest, for kind of the same reasons you said. Doc Rivers is a great regular season coach, so I have him regular season finishing third. Um, I, I mean, their roster is great. I mean, MB, mm-hmm. Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, you know, Danny Green is there, um, who's another shooter. I, ben, I think they'll figure out a way to have Ben Simmons. It seems like the G- general manager and Docker just both want Simmons there. Um, he showed up. He got vaccinated. I, I think they'll work itself out. I mean, same. I, I just think they're they're a great regular season team. I think you can lean on Embiid. I saw some stat that said like he averages the most points per game, like per thirty per forty eight minutes or something like that. I don't know, something like that. He's a threat to be the scoring champ. I, I honestly think that. Uh, he's a threat to win the MVP. So Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Doc Rivers' I'll go with Doc Rivers's trademark and have a good regular season. So I have them third. Yeah, I should have been a little more firm on that statement. The reason why I like the Celtics and the 76ers so much to overachieve in this regular season, even if their rosters may not be the best, is not only because of coaching, but because of these teams have legit MVP candidates with Embiid and Simmons. You know, those are with Embiid and uh, and Tatum. So I agree with you too, though, Ben. I almost took them to finish top three without Ben Simmons. I just think this team is going to play hard night in and night out, and they're going to play defense. The Celtics have a new coach too that we didn't mention. Yeah, they do. I can't think of his name, but he's from the Nets. It's, he's a good coach. I don't know how to pronounce it. Udoka is his last name. Yeah, Udoka. Many Udoka. Yeah, I think that is right. I know Udoka is how you pronounce last name. I can't pronounce his first name either, but yeah, he's a he's a I'll solid learn, coach. I'll for learn sure. it. Yeah. I'll learn how to pronounce it. Yeah, I like what he's going to do. I think he's going to make this team tougher with the, for the Celtics. So I like that part a lot too. Um, anyway, my number five team here is probably my least favorite team in the entire NBA because of how annoying that people are, or I shouldn't say people, how annoying their fans are and how stupid their fans are is the Miami heat. Ben, who do you have at five? Same team. Um, Ben, why don't you talk about the heat since you can talk a little bit more positively about them than I can. <laughs> Who's that? Who did they replace Drogic with? I'm good. Toronto blank. Kyle Lowry. Who's their point guard. 
Thank you. I don't know how I forgot that. Wow. Um, you know, I don't hate them as much as you do. I'll, I'll let you list out the reasons why you hate them. I, I think they have, you know, Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler are, I mean, they're the same player, just different body types. They're both versatile. They can defend any position. They can score different ways. They're both good facilitators. Kyle Lowry is going to bring the championship pedigree in that this organization already has under Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. I'm higher on them than you are. I just have them at fifth because I see a little bit of regression in, in uh, you know, outside of, I don't know, like, what are we going to get from Tyler Hero? Like, it seems like according to betting accounts, you know, he's, he's one of the favorites to win six men of the year. Uh, so that means people think he's going to have a bounce back here. I don't, I don't know if I agree with, I completely disagree with his statement. I I, th- I know why he said it. Um, you know, you should have that kind of confidence that you have in yourself, but he said he's, he believes he's in the same category as the other young studs like uh, Trey and, and Luca and John Moran. I think he said, I, I would put all three of those players better than Tyler hero. Uh, I'd probably even put Zion Williamson already better than Tyler hero. Oh, Zion's 20 player. times better than Tyler hero. Um, I don't think Tyler's bad. I just he's overconfident. Yeah, uh, I I think Duncan Robinson is already a better player than Tyler Hero. Absolutely, I like Duncan Robinson. Um, I you know the coach, the culture, they know how to win. They got good leadership with Lowry Butler. They're versatile. They can defend. I, I I don't hate them. I just think they're fifth. Yeah, you know Heat culture. Look, the Heat will probably be a great regular season team. They'll be a great overachieving regular season team. I just don't see it in the playoffs, man. Look, the Bucs absolutely devastated them in the playoffs. Not only did they beat them, but they absolutely demoralized them. I, after that first game of the series when the Bucs didn't hit, hit like two three-pointers when they were hitting like 13 a game, they blew them out. The next game, what happened in Miami? They blew them out. The next game, they blew them out. The Bucs absolutely embarrassed this Heat team. They sent them home crying. Look, Jimmy Butler's getting up there, man. He's 32 years old, and he played three years as being one of Tom Thibodeau's defensive stopper. That's like adding an extra two years for each year on your body. I also don't like Jimmy Butler. But anyway, that's like – I just think Butler's age is definitely going to catch up to him a little bit. He was a lot banged up last year, and, I mean, he might not even be healthy in the playoffs. He had that shoulder injury all season long. I could see that happening again. Look, Bam Adebayo is a good fundamental player. He's a good passer, good defender, good rebounder. He is like, to, in my opinion, he's like a low-level all-star in a down year. He is not the star big man that people are trying to be, like talk him up to be. He's not that. Also, too, I don't understand how Kyle Lowry at 35 years old with all the charges and defense that he's taken on his body is an upgrade from Gordon Dragic. Gordon Dragic is good, and he played well for this team last year. Were you about to say when something? When he was healthy. Yeah, when, when he, was, he healthy. was healthy. Yeah, 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 for sure, when he's healthy. But, I mean, Lowry was banged up, too, and missed a lot of the season last year, like – I, I think that they have a lot of old guys. Like I think they have a lot of talent still on this roster. Victor Oladipo is going to be interesting to see how he looks. Look, a guy who plays off athleticism that has had two serious knee injuries now, I don't exactly see it. I love Oladipo, though. I hope he can get back to his own. They do add P.J. Tucker, who definitely brings him in a defensive presence. Also, P.J. Tucker, for playing over 20 minutes, had the worst um, per for points per game in the entire NBA last year. But, I mean, we all know P.J. Tucker could score zero points and not give a shit. He's all about rebounds and defense. Duncan Robinson gets a massive contract. I don't know if paying $15 million to Duncan Robinson a year is worth it. He is one of the best sharp shooters in the league, but I don't know about $15 million for a guy who can do one thing, which is shoot. He can't even play defense. Tyler Hero is definitely going to have a better season as he had a bad year last year. Look, he'd have a lot of good players. That's why I have him in here at fifth. I just don't see them as going to the top. I think their big three is very mediocre at best. They added 
Which Morris brother did they add? Um, Markeith. So That's I mean, not if you get one. if you get in a fight between Udonis Haslam, Markeith Morris, and PJ Tucker, you're just not. You're coming out with bloody noses. It's gonna look like the malice of the palace. I mean, it's, yeah, it's gonna be bad. I, Even Jimmy happen. Butler too. You know, like I would not yeah, want to fight honestly. with him at all. That might be the only. Hey, this team, honestly, they should be like a tag team fighting team. They shouldn't be a basketball team. Even Kyle Lowry's scrappy too. He's like a bulldog, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, look. I bet Hero, Hero can probably mix it up in there. Yeah, look, I don't want to talk down on this Heat team. Like, I don't want to say they're a bad team, but I just don't think they're going to be the team people think they are. Like, when they go in the playoffs, they're probably not going to have the best te- best player on the floor after the first round, you know? So I mean, listen, yeah, I think it's I think it's obvious you don't think they're going to be bad. You haven't finished fifth. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, even though I was talking negative about them and I don't like them, I don't want to sit here and say they're a bad team. They're definitely not. It just is, you know, they're not going to have the best player on the floor a lot, but they're going to play hard. They're going to play good defense. Also, too, Miami's one of the few cities that's fully open. Look for teams to be insanely hungover playing against them. It worked the two years ago when they are actually good. We'll see what happens again this year. Like, I remember the Rockets scored, like, 13 points in the first quarter. James Harden strip clubs. Y'all put the rest together. Miami. <laughs> um, ben, who did you have it for? Did we already go over this team? No, I have our team, the Atlanta Hawks. Perfect. I have them at three. Let's talk about them. Let's do it. Uh, Listen, I think I've been a big, big fan of the draft pick since we selected him and uh, DeAndre Hunter. I remember texting you. I wanted him. We got him. I was excited. He was playing very well down the stretch last season and then unfortunately had the knee surgery. Oh, yeah. Um, Who they – John Collins is back, which – I was ha- I was fine with the contract we gave him. It, I never Same. wanted to get rid of John Collins. I just didn't want him as a max player. Same. Um, Trey Young, I think, was very happy because I remember him tweeting a couple pictures and a couple tweets when we resigned John Collins. Oh yeah. Star player happy. We know that he loves playing with Capella with Lob City. We have our own Lob City now. I mean, John Collins has printed T-shirts. Him jumping over people now. Shout out Joel Embiid. You see, Randy Moss gave him the "You Got Moss" gloves for that dunk he had I last week on Jared Allen. I did, yeah, Jared Allen twice. He's yeah, by. Um, listen, I think this team has everything you need to be a perfectly balanced, successful NBA team. You have a star that's Trey Young. You keep the ball in his hands as often as you can. You surround him with shooting. Uh, I mean, I could take an hour to spend this to name the shooters this team has. They have good defensive presence with uh, Reddish and uh, and DeAndre Hunter to kind of make up for Trey's lack of Capella. defense. And then inside, you have Capella and John Collins. And John oh, Collins yeah. isn't the greatest defender down in the post, but his athleticism creates a lot of block mm-hmm. shots for him, which is huge. Um, I, you know, this bench is great. Like, I, I actually think this bench is great. So, you know, obviously they have a coach they love. He knows how to win. In this city with this roster, not that much change uh, with the Hawks last year, this year. I'm expecting good things again. Now they actually have expectations. Now it's time to take it to the next level. What do you do with your expectations? Yeah, and you know, Ben, the only thing I would say say against that is I feel like we did have expectations from last year. Just as we got so banged up, you know, you kind of had to lay off a little bit of your expectations. I really want this team to stay healthy because that's the biggest – that's my biggest concern is we just got to stay healthy once again. But, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I can't really say it better than you did with this team. I took our win total over. Look, I'm not going to lie. 
I don't think the Bucks and the Nets are going to take the regular season that seriously. I do have both them over them. I don't see any world where those teams don't finish in the top three, though. James Harden with five G League with four G Leaguers. I mean, we already saw him do that every night in Houston and get a top four seed in the West every time. So we know that can happen still. Same thing with Kevin Durant. Giannis said his knee still doesn't feel 100%. He's probably going to take some nights off, too. Look, I wanted to put the Hawks to the number one record in the Eastern Conference this year, but I didn't want to do it at the same time just because I didn't want to put those kind of expectations on us. You know, I wanted to have. I just, I just didn't want to do it, but even though I do think that's how good that we're going to be. Look, I think this team, DeAndre Hunter, when he was actually healthy last year, in my opinion, was playing at a borderline all-star level. DeAndre Hunter is going to turn around and do that for us again this year once he gets in shape and is 100%. I mean, he's definitely, you know, I feel like they'll take it slow with him for the first two, three weeks, but once he's fully acclimated again, this guy is going to be an absolute beast on the defensive end, disrupting everything and dropping 20 on your head on the offensive end as well. I mean, this Hawks team is so stacked up. We have so many good young players, too. You know, if a guy like Bradley Beal says, hey, I want out, we're the best well-positioned team to trade for any of those young guys, any of those guys, you know, and bring in another star as well, which I think is another huge point for this Hawks team. But, man, this team is going to be so much fun to watch. This was the most fun I ever had watching an Atlanta basketball team play, and I think it's going to be even more fun this year. We have so many nationally televised games, finally. Cam Reddish, it's his time. It's his time to shine. He's supposedly had a great offseason. He looks good. He's coming into the season healthy for the first time in his career. And you listen, you know he's going to bring it on the defensive end. I think he's going to show up big this year. Yeah, and if Cam Reddish shows up big this year, this Hawks team is definitely is might go to the NBA Finals. That's how good they're going to be if Cam Reddish shows up. I mean, whew. Anyway, Ben, let's talk about the two teams that everybody's been waiting to hear us talk about the entire time. That is the reigning NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Ben had the 76ers at three, right, Ben? Yep. Okay, yeah, so I didn't forget that. So we've already done both our top three, so now we're down to the, down to the last two teams here. Ben, who do you have at two? Brooklyn. Let's talk about him. I have Brooklyn at two as well. Look, Kyrie Irving – I don't want to get too much in the Kyrie Irving thing because it brings up too much just like political stuff. But basically, look, I'm not going to trash Kyrie Irving for not wanting to get vaccinated. That's his choice. You can't blame him for not wanting to put something in his body. You know, like I don't blame him at all for that. That being said, I don't even think they need Kyrie Irving. James Harden and Kevin Durant, I was preaching to everyone because y'all know I'm a big James Harden fan. You all talk shit to me, said he could never make it out of the West. I'm like, look, James Harden, he has never had a teammate close to what Steph Curry had when he had Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant. Well, what do you know? He has Kevin Durant now as his teammate. I think James Harden and Kevin Durant, my opinion, are two of the top three, top five best players in the NBA. That is that is the, easily the best grouping of teammates in the entire league. It doesn't matter what else you have around them. But, oh, wait, you have Patty Mills off the bench now. You have LaMarcus Aldridge. You have Blake Griffin. You have, have uh, a lot of the same guys from last year back once again. You would draft Deron Sharp. You draft Cam Thomas, who's just a straight-up bucket. I think they got LaMarcus Aldridge back already? Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge got medically cleared. Now he's back. So, I mean, this team is so stacked from top to bottom. This team's going to be absolutely nasty. Look, I just don't think Brooklyn's going to take the regular season that seriously. That's why I'm at number two. I think this team might be go down as one of the best teams in NBA history after the season's over. I cannot wait to watch them play basketball. I mean, I'll keep it pretty nice and short. I agree with you on the regular season. Um, James Harden is a lot more of a facilitator than Kyrie Irving is. It's just the style mm-hmm. of play. It's not like an insult to Kyrie Irving, but James Harden can easily be your point guard. Uh, you know, Patty Mills, I think, is a massive addition. Not only is he a very good player, he knows his role very, very well. He's very comfortable in that role. And maybe he can bring some Popovich wisdom over. He's yeah. won a lot of games, playoff season and regular yep. in his career. 
I think Kevin Durant's going to really enjoy a player like him. He's a guy that's not afraid to shoot it in a big moment. Um, you know who I kind of like for them that's considered a low-key player since it's not Durant or Blake Griffin yeah. or Harden is Bruce Brown. Yeah, I, I love I think, I think they asked him to play the four in the playoffs a lot when mm-hmm. they were kind of depleted. And he's not he's not a four. He's probably more of a three. And just height-wise, he showed a lot of physicality down low. You know, kind of held his own on David. I thought he rebounded very well. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this team's got it all. There's not much more to add. I just have them at two because I think, number one, I have the Bucks. I think the Bucks actually care about their regular season. They have a star player. This isn't anything, a shot at Harden and Durant because I think Durant cares. But Giannis literally wants to win every single game. I, I, I think he goes. I think he goes home like not feeling well when he loses to a team that he's not supposed to lose to. Yep. Obviously that happens in the regular season, but he stayed healthy in his career more so than James Harden and uh, Durant has. They've done it. I don't know how many years we know Budenholzer is a phenomenal regular season coach. We can now say that he's a good coach overall. Um, Chris Middleton, I think is incredible. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a leader. I think he's comfortable Absolutely. taking the last shot. He's got the confidence. Plays great defense. This team has it all. Um, I, I just hope, like, Brook, for their sake, Brooke Lopez, does he look too old? Yeah, I think it's going to catch up to him pretty soon. Um, but not yet. I think he's still a pretty good – I think he's a solid player. People oh, like they to make still fun have, of him. They still have playoff hero Bobby Portis. Yeah, who's – the home crowd loves him for, for a good reason. Um, people like to make fun of Brooke Lopez, say he's not that good. Brooke Lopez has been a good basketball player his entire NBA career. Oh yeah, career. Um, I didn't. I never understood that slander of his. Like, yeah, he he looked bad in some playoff games. He also looked great in playoff games. Yeah, he also transformed his game and was able to play through two eras of basketball. He was the best back to the basket center in the NBA for like eight years, and then everyone starts shooting threes. Oh wait, now Brooke Lopez can shoot threes at like a forty percent clip. And he shoots them deep sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, listen, it's a great roster. Um. Who do they have as the two point guards? I'm drawing blanks today. Holiday. They have George Hill. They have Deacon Chenzo. Um, yeah, Deacon Chenzo. He was hurt last year. That's yep. who I'm thinking of. They get him back. That adds another piece of defensive flexibility for them, uh, or versatility, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, this seems great. That Giannis is the best of the best. Plus, have you seen these videos going around Twitter of his jump shot? Mm-hmm. I mean, who the hell is this guy? The league is in trouble. Oh, yeah. The league is absolutely in trouble 100%, Ben. Like you, I think you hit the nail on the head on all those. And to be honest with you, I think Giannis really sees a chance where he can be one of the greatest players to ever play the game. He has a ring. He's a two-time MVP. He's a defensive player of the year. I mean, Giannis is going to try to win the MVP every single season, like you said. And I think that's the reason why I put the Bucks up here at number one. They know how important it is to have that have that regular season. Also, too, Drew Holiday was an was just took his game to the next level in the Olympics. I think winning that championship really broke through for his confidence and everything Middleton did as well. Yeah. This team was banged up in the playoffs. People forget that. So I love the bucks as well. I have the bucks finishing first here in the Eastern conference as well. It's all we have for the actual conference. So now Ben, let's get into awards. Um, You know what? We'll go ahead and kick the awards off with start with six man. Ben and I alluded to it earlier. You know, I've been thinking about this one a lot throughout the day today. I'm going to go with Derrick Rose, though, for the Knicks. I just feel like that Derrick Rose – Yeah, with – with I just feel like that, you know, Derrick Rose is that guy off the bench. We saw it in the playoffs. I don't really think I even need to say any more than that. Ben, any any other reasoning from you? I love Derrick Rose, man. He's just a special player. Uh, there's two guys I have in mind 
you know, Jordan Clarkson to repeat, I think is a good bet. It looks like he's the favorite. What I'm looking at now, I think Patty Mills is also a great bet. I mean, Patty Mills is very comfortable in that role. I think he's honestly going to be the third or probably the fourth leading scorer on this Nets team. So without, I don't want to pick the favorite. So I'll go Patty Mills. Okay. I like that. Oh, Patty, actually, that actually might be an even better one than Derrick Rose. Um, anyway, uh, next award up here, we'll go with NBA Coach of the Year. Look, this was a tough one for me. I wanted to go Billy Donovan for the Bulls. I'll get into – y'all hear in the second part, though, why I'm going to pick this one. I'm going to go with Jason Kidd for the Mavs. I just feel like that this Mavs team is going to have another great season this year, and I think it's going to be because of Jason Kidd and his coaching and him being a first-year head coach and how well this team is going to do in the regular season. According to my predictions, Jason Kidd will win Coach of the Year. You know, did did uh who won it last year? Because I don't want to pick the same guy that won it last year. Thibodeau. Is it? Okay, good. I'm gonna go Quinn Snyder then, of the Utah Jazz. Okay. I think the Jazz have another very very good regular season. Um, I'm not sure if he's won this in the past, but I think he's a good candidate to win it for how much he does with, not like how little he has. He has a very talented roster, but the Jazz are a small market team. Uh, they get overshadowed a lot in the West. So I'm going to go Quinn Snyder. Yeah, West. Quinn Snyder has never won the award. He's won the uh, – yeah, he won G yeah, they, League Coach of the Year, but he never yeah. won NBA Coach of the Year. Okay, yeah. I'll go Quinn Snyder. I actually think that's a really good pick, to be honest with you, and you all hear why I like that pick as well on the second podcast. Um, do they not – do they not – they don't do Coach of the Year for both, one for each conference? Am I making no, that they up? just – yeah, they just do it all for the, for the general league. Um so I'm trying to think here. I guess next award up here, we'll go with the defensive player of the year. Ben, who you got for NBA defensive player of the year? Uh, repeat that. I think I lost you for a second. Oh, you're good. Uh, who do you have for NBA defensive player of the year? Uh, I'm just going to go with Rudy Gobert because he seems to always win it. Yeah. I, I like Gian- I mean, Giannis, but I don't. I have Giannis winning another award, so then he's not going to get another one. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick at all, to be honest with you guys. I really don't know what to do on this one. I'm going to go with DeAndre Ayton just because I want to see some – I feel like someone besides Gobert is going to win it just because they seem to have bias against guys who win the award every single time in this sport. So I feel like Ayton's going to build on what he did last year in the playoffs and get Defensive Player of the Year. Um, next award up here, we only have two left, NBA Rookie of the Year. When I put tweeted out my uh, NBA preseason bets, this was on my card – Ben, who do you have as NBA Rookie of the Year? Jalen Green from the Houston Rockets. He's a guy that I said when we went over uh, who the Rockets should look at drafting, I said it's a guy that can do absolutely everything for you. Jalen Green is that guy. He's got the scoring already. Uh, He played with grown men last year because he played in the G League. Looked pretty easily. I think he scored like 17 points a game. So, I mean, I think they're going to put the ball in his hands and say, go go make some magic happen. Yeah, and – like I said, I said before when Ben and I talked about this before for the draft stuff, I said I was just a tiny bit bullish. I wanted to see him play a little bit just because I hadn't ever had a watch, chance to watch him play. Well, I watched him play in the summer league, and I watched him play a little bit in the preseason. This kid is an absolute freak. I took Jalen Green plus 250 to win NBA Rookie of the Year. I think there's no way that he doesn't not win this award. I mean, this Houston's team is going to be terrible. They're going to take it out. He's going to shoot a ton of shots. I think Jalen Green is going to go off and have a great rookie season as he is probably the best player out of this class. Um, <clears throat> next up in our final award here is the MVP. 
I'm going to give you all two guys I took and the guy who I'm going to pick for the sake of the podcast. Ben, who do you have winning rookie of the year and why? I mean, uh, MVP and why? Oh, I mean, I hate to just pick him again, but Giannis is just the best player on the planet, so I'm going to go with Giannis. You know what? It's actually interesting. I'm looking at favorites on Barstool Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the favorite plus 400 is Luka Doncic. And then there's three guys tied for second place, Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. And then Curry at plus 800 and Damian Lillard at plus 1,400 to round out the top six. I, I know that winning back-to-back is, is hard to do. Uh, if anyone's doing it, it's Giannis. Now that LeBron's not doing it. So I'm taking the best player on the planet. The fact that he's a jump shot now or looks like he has a jump shot now is insane. Well, it wouldn't be back to back as Jokic got last year, but he won oh, the Jokic two. Did but, it, yeah, he won the two. Then I'm actually that. taking Giannis. Yeah. Um, by the way, I can't believe Jokic does not have top. It does not have top five odds. Even that's kind of disrespectful. Top to six, him not even top six. Yeah, because honestly, I would have picked Jokic if that he didn't win it last year. I just feel like they're not going to give it to him again. He but, is eighth on the list. Trey Young is ninth. So you just gave away one of mine. So look, I took the chance on Trey Young to win it, win Rookie of the Year. I really think this Hawks team might end up having the best record in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. If that happens, there's no way Trey Young doesn't not win this award. He's the orchestrator of that offense. He's going to be averaging at least 25 points per game. He's going to be averaging at least nine assists per game. I think he's worth a shot for sure at those underdog odds. The guy who I bet, though, the most to win it was Luka Doncic when he was at plus 700. I didn't even realize he was all the way down to 400. Now, look, man, this would be Luka's league soon. It's Giannis and KD's right now. Luka wants to remind everybody. He had that quick exit from the playoffs. He's a little pissed off about it. Luka's not going to be fat and out of shape at the beginning of the season like he was last year. This is a guy who can score 50 night in and night out if he wants to. I think Luka Doncic is going to have an absolute crazy year. Also, don't sleep on Steph Curry, but I just think it's Luka's year, man. I think Luka's about to take the league by storm. He's getting he's getting a little bit older, a little more mature year in, year out. This is Luka's year, man. I've got Luka Doncic winning MVP. He's definitely capable of it. Oh, yeah, and trust me, if he wins it, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, anyway, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned into part one. Me and Ben are about to record part two, but I'm about to stop this recording for a second. Um, we'll talk to you all again here in a minute.